Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This episode is going to be for Deuteronomy chapter 34, and this is the end of the book of Deuteronomy. This is the end of the first five books of the Old Testament, and these are the end. this is the end of the uh, books written by Moses. All right, Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountains of Nebo to the top of Pisgah that is over against or opposite Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea, and that is the Mediterranean, and the south, or Negev, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the, the city of palm trees, unto Zor. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, <clears throat> saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. Moses saw the land in vision, although Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land. He did, go, he did do so when he appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah. Verse 5, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Moses did not die, however. He was translated. Moses, Elijah, and the Savior have, uh, gave priesthood keys to Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses and Elijah were preserved from death because they had a mission to perform, and it had to be performed before the crucifixion of Christ, and it could not be done in the Spirit. They had to have tangible bodies. The Lord preserved him so that he could come at the proper time and restore his keys on the heads of Peter, James, and John, who stood at the head of the, of the dispensation of the meridian of time. Verse 6, For the Lord took him unto his fathers in a valley in the land of Moab over against Beth Peor, Therefore no man knoweth of his sepulcher, or the place of his burial, unto this day. And Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, so the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, remember Joshua also said, uh, also pronounced Yahashua, means Jeho is the same word that Jesus, uh, the name that Jesus had while he was alive. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, in all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all, the, all his servants, and to all his land." And in all thy mighty hand or power, and in all the great terror or awesome acts which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. And as he was going to embrace Eleazar and Joshua, and was still discoursing with them, a cloud stood over, over him on the sudden, and he disappeared in a certain valley, although he wrote in the holy books that he died, which was done out of fear, lest they should venture to say that, because of his extraordinary virtue, he went to God. That was by Josephus. Standing on the highest crest, the prospect would indeed seem almost unbounded. Eastwards, stretching un into Arabia, rolls a boundless plain, one waving ocean of corn and grass. As the eye turns southwards, it ranges over the land of Moab till it rests on the, on the sharp outlines of Mount Hor and Seir and the rosy granite peaks of Arabia. 
To the west, the land descends terrace by terrace to the Dead Sea, the western outline of which can be traced in its full extent. Deep below lies that sea, like a long strip of molten metal, with the sun mirrored on its surface, waving and undulating in its further edge, unseen in its eastern limits, as though poured from some deep cavern beneath. Beyond it would appear the ridge of Hebron, and then, as the eye traveled northwards, successively the sites of Bethlehem and of Jerusalem, the holy city itself, would be within range of view. Mount Moriah, the Mount of Olives, on the, other, on the one side of it, the gap in the hills leading to Jericho, while on the other side the rounded heights of Benjamin would be clearly visible. Turning northwards, the eye follows the winding course of Jordan from Jericho, the city of palm trees, up the stream, looking across it, it rests on the rounded top of Mount Gerizim, beyond which the pla- plain of Esdrelon opens, and the shoulder of Carmel appears. The blue haze in the distance is the line of the utmost sea. Still farther northwards rise the outlines of Tabor, Gilboa, the top of snow-clad Hermort, and the highest range of Lebanon. In front are the dark forests of Ajalon and Mount Gilead, then the land of Bashan and Basra. And Jehovah showed Moses all the land of Gilead unto Dan and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea, and the Negeb, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, unto Zor. Such was the prospect which from the mount, that mountaintop spread before Moses, and when he had satiated his eyes upon it, he descended into that valley apart to lay him down to rest into the mysterious silence of that death and burial at the hands of Jehovah we dare not penetrate. Je- uh, Jewish tradition rendering the expression literally has it that Moses, the servant of Jehovah, died there at the mouth of Jehovah, or as they put it, by the kiss of the Lord. But from the brief saying of Scripture, Jude chapter 9, or Jude verse 9, May we not infer that although Moses also received in death the wages of sin, yet his body passed not through corruption, however much the devil, contending as for his lawful prey, disputed for its possession, but was raised up to be with Elijah the first to welcome the Lord in his glory. For men bury a body that it may pass into corruption. If Jehovah, therefore, would not suffer the body of Moses to be buried by men, it is but natural to seek for the reason in the fact that he did not intend to leave him to corruption. That was by Alfred Edersheim. Did Moses take the Melchizedek priesthood away from Israel when he left? From Answers to Gospel Questions by Joseph Ealing Smith, because they were not worthy of the Melchizedek priesthood, the Lord withdrew the blessings of the Melchizedek priesthood from male members of the tribes of Israel and left with them the Aaronic priesthood, but only, in the, but only to the Levites. The blessings of universal bestowal of the Melchizedek priesthood were withdrawn. All through the history of Israel until the coming of our Redeemer, the blessings of the Holy Priesthood were restricted. It was not given universally to the tribes, but of necessity there had to be some faithful men upon whom the Melchizedek Priesthood was conferred. All of the prophets held the Melchizedek Priesthood, but the prophet Joseph Smith has informed us that in each case it was by special divine appointment. There was never a time in Israel when there was not a prophet with divine authority with power to confirm and perform other ordinances. We are informed that Elijah was the last of the ancient prophets upon whom the fullness was bestowed. So other prophets, like Isaiah, 
Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel were blessed with the Melchizedek priesthood. They could officiate among the people, but there was no universal bestowal of authority among the tribes from the time of the entrance of Israel into the promised land until the coming of our Savior. When he came, the fullness of the gospel and of divine authority was restored. We also know that Levi held the Melchizedek priesthood because they performed sacrifices, uh, and then that was passed down among the Nephites. Though Aaron had held the keys of the lesser priesthood for nearly 40 years, this priesthood did not govern in Israel during all that time. The Aaronic priesthood cannot preside in the presence of the keys of the Melchizedek priesthood. The introduction of the law of carnal commandments, the establishment of the lesser priesthood, the education of the people, and the training of the priests in their new duties were all done under the personal supervision of Moses with the, with the assistance of Aaron and his sons. While Moses lived, all priesthood activity, both Melchizedek priesthood and Aaronic priesthood, was under his direction, since he alone held the keys of the high priesthood. Not long after the death of Aaron, the Lord made ready to take away his holy order and the ordinances thereof, and he said he, as he said he would. To fulfill his own prophecy meant that Moses would now be taken away from Israel, which would at once remove the keys of the Melchizedek priesthood and the higher laws of the gospel. The taking of the Melchizedek priesthood from Israel as a body meant that until the coming of Christ, the higher priesthood would not be among them in an organized state with duly offered or duly officered quorums. It did not mean that the Melchizedek priesthood would not be among them in, in any form. Although the Aaronic priesthood would direct and function as detailed in the law of Moses, the prophets of God would move among Israel clothed upon with the Melchizedek priesthood, but lacking the authority to organize it into a presiding high priesthood, receiving their appointments by special dispensation only. Though the, though the prophets held the Melchizedek priesthood, they did not preside. They did not hold the keys of that priesthood which constitute the rights of presidency. Only the keys of the Aaronic priesthood remained after Moses was taken away. From the death of Moses dates the supremacy of the Aaronic priesthood. So long as he remained, the Melchizedek priesthood was the, was the controlling power in Israel, as it must be at all times, whenever present and in active operation. But when Moses was taken, the Melchizedek priesthood went also, and the lesser priesthood was left to bear rule in the person of Eleazar. The mission of Joshua, upon whom the mantle of Moses may be said to have fallen, though he held but a portion of the honor and authority of that mighty man of God, was chiefly of a civic and military character. He led the Israelites in the captivity or in the capacity of general, and also sat as a judge to administer in temporal affairs. Unlike Moses, who was the favored recipient of the word of the Lord direct, he was required to acknowledge in spiritual things the superiority of Eleazar, the mouthpiece of God to him and the entire congregation. And that was by Orson F. Whitney. In the Bible Dictionary, regarding John the Baptist, it says, A vigorous preacher, John taught many principles and doctrines of the gospel and filled his mission in every particular. Latter-day Revelation confirms the biblical account and also makes known additional ev events in the, in the ministry of John. We learn that he was ordained by an angel when he was eight days of age to overthrow the kingdom of the Jews and to prepare a people for the Lord. We learn also that he was baptized while yet in his childhood. On May 15, 1829, this same John came to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery on the banks of the Susquehanna River near Harmony, Pennsylvania, and ordained these men to the priesthood of Aaron. Thus, his ministry has operated in three dispensations. He has the he was the last of the prophets under the law of Moses, he was the first of the New Testament prophets, and he brought the Aaronic priesthood to the dispensation of the fullness of times. Jesus said among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. 
Anyway, that's the end of uh, that chapter of Deuteronomy and the entire book of Deuteronomy. So we'll start the book of Joshua next episode. See you next time. Bye.